the Sports Talk with Devin Wade recap. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. What we think so far. Lakers, were they oversold? Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade briefcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Briefcast 46 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Of course, the Briefcast, they are when I come to you guys solo. So when you see a full-fledged episode and you don't see the Briefcast in front of it, it means that my special teams unit, that means we've convened. And that's uh, my my other co-host, either the Silver Fox, Kevin Allen, my brother Biscuit, Jordan Wade, and or Kalina, and uh, the former NFL linebacker, Eddie Robinson. All those are my special teams unit and I we get together frequently less frequently than we used to uh, but you can go back and listen to past episodes and hear one two or all three of those or all four of those folks and uh, find out more about past episodes so if you see full-fledged episodes it's not a briefcast if you see briefcast it's usually me solo with a guest and your interactions as well so with that want to welcome you thank you don't know how you found us but I want to remind you uh, you can find us on any of your platforms forms on uh, to, that you get your podcast in anywhere you get your podcast you can find the sports talk with Devin Wade podcast and of course you can go to ktsuradio.com that's the flagship for yours truly that's me uh, that's my station that I work at here in Houston with KTSU sports talk on Saturdays and that'll be relevant in either the next podcast or the podcast after that and I'll tell you more about that when the time comes also want to remind you guys to go to the line the sports line the sports talk with Devin Wade sports line go to the sports line anytime 24 hours a day and leave a message and if it's a bad message you don't have to delete the message I can clean up most messages and make them family friendly even if you use an expletive or two I don't I don't want to encourage that but we can clean up the calls so don't be ashamed call 832-941-6614 and call us because that is a way that the show is increasingly becoming more interactive so I want to thank you guys for that. I want to thank you guys for sharing and spreading the word, having your friends around the country, around the country. Now, we're Houston-centric, sort of, um, but we talk about anything and everything around the country, and folks literally from coast to coast and around the world have been listening. So I certainly appreciate that. And uh, this time out, I'm going to give you a preview of what we have coming up. I'm going to tell you that we are changing things up for this episode. We are changing things up. Because I suspect, although I don't have any proof of this, I suspect that um, maybe a lot of people or some people or a significant number of people don't listen to the end of the show. And you may very well miss something very important that I want to include. Because, again, I do a whole show, not just a solid beginning and fluff at the end. I do some fun stuff throughout and some of the segments, uh, namely uh, the Lamont Award. I don't know if everybody gets a chance to hear that right off the bat uh, or stick around for that. And so I will work this in uh, early this time. So we'll we'll change up the order. So instead of doing brand new first, we will get into the Lamont Award. Then we'll get into some headlines. We can do some Steel Called the Blues. We can do some D-Nice. We will do definitely We the People. And we will get into uh, Before I Let Go and something that's uh, brand new with me. So we're going to shake up things a little bit. Doesn't mean that we're going to keep it this way. Although you guys give me your feedback. Do you like the Lamont Award right off the bat or do you want to wait for it? Or, I mean, just let me know. Whatever you feel about the segments which segments you like which segments uh segments you don't like please hit me up on our social media the sports talk with devin wade page and group on facebook or on twitter at wade's word and of course you can always email me devin at wadeswordproductions.com and you can go to the website and uh do all of those things so there are several ways to reach out and touch me in addition to that if you have music that you would like on the show we play a snippet at the halfway point in the entire track or an extended portion of a mix at the end of the podcast just email me and as long as it's family friendly the genre does not matter it could be country classical jazz hip-hop r&b whatever it is bluegrass 
Whatever, whatever it is, we'll do it as long as it's family friendly. We've already had some diverse music from gospel stuff to uh, we had some kind of stuff with the country leaning um, sort of sound. And of course, we've had a number of DJs. So if you're a DJ and you want us to hear your mix, hit me up. Music at WadesWordProductions.com or again on any of the social media platforms. Sports Talk with Devin Wade. Please join the group and of course, uh, like the, the fan page. So all of those ways. Ways or ways that you can get involved and interactive. And when you, again, when you go to WaysWorkProductions.com, um, be sure to shop. You can go and, and check out our sponsors, support our sponsors because they make it possible for us to do what we do and even enhance the program. If you want things to go better, get better, you want us to travel, you want us to do more high-profile things, we can if we have a bigger budget, and that bigger budget comes when you guys support. And again, soon... And I hate to keep saying this, but soon you'll have the gear, you'll have the T-shirts, you'll have the beer mugs, uh, the beer, at least the, the uh, what are the the tavern glasses or and the coffee mugs. So we'll we'll have all of those things. So that is a good good thing. With that, let's get into the Lamont Award. I don't want to wish you no bad luck, but I hope your ship sinks. With no lifeboats and no life preservers and a school of piranhas surrounding you, you big dummy. The Lamont Award is a segment that we usually run towards the end of the show. It's one of the last things that we do. So I'm moving it up this time so more people will catch it at the beginning and know that when we move it back to the end that you have to stick around so you can hear it at the end of the show. But the Lamont Award goes to someone we deem is a big dummy. Somebody who's done something in and around the world of sports that we deem um, award-worthy. If you don't know who Lamont is, Lamont Sanford. Look him up on Wikipedia. If you are so young that you don't know who Lamont Sanford is, uh, just look him up. Just Because, you, I mean, that is sort of inbred into the, the fiber of who I am, and that is one of the things that motivates me. Fred Sanford and his son Lamont motivate me to do this podcast, so I named the entire segment after Lamont. With that being said, this time out, we want to honor and award Dion Waiters. And, and I'll tell you why. He's a Miami Heat point guard. He's a veteran NBA guy. He's made the rounds. He knows the NBA ropes. And it, maybe he's towards the end of his career as a journeyman. I don't think so. These guys hang around forever and ever and ever. Well, again, as a Miami Heat player, he has found himself relegated to the bench, and he's not uh, seemingly not too happy about it. Early in the season, he was suspended for conduct detrimental to the team. Well, he's found himself in a little bit of hot water with the Miami Heat again, earning himself a 10-game suspension. And you say, well, why did he earn a 10-game suspension, and why is he getting a Lamont Award? Well, he had a, a health scare on a team flight. You say, well, how does that get you a Lamont Award? I mean, any health scares can happen, happen to anybody. Well, he had a, a panic attack, apparently, uh, reportedly, allegedly. He had a panic attack. Now, those are real, and those are scary. If you haven't been around one, it's a thing. It's a whole thing, and it's something that, you know, needs, requires some medical attention, and you need to learn how to not be, I mean, the things you have to work through, whether it's through medication or counseling, that's a serious thing. Okay, and I'm not saying that he didn't have a panic attack, but this is how it was described as a panic attack. And so you what happened before that? What was you look at what happened and you see well, what preceded that? What was the antecedent? What what caused uh, the panic attack? Well, it seems like uh, I guess it seems as though and, and this is again reported that Dion Waiters ingested some THC laced gummies. Or gummy. And I've heard one, I've heard 10. But a THC is the active ingredient in marijuana that makes you high. So not to be confused with CBD, which is all the rage all over the place. And we'll hear more about that soon. But yeah, so it's been, it's THC is what it has in it. So because it has THC in it, he was high. <laughs> Maybe he ingested too much. I don't know what he's doing. I mean, why? Like, okay, so here's the problem. You were getting high. You can't even wait to get home to get high. 
You have to get high on the plane. You, you, I mean, you have to, and then you have to get high on something that apparently you haven't been high on before, or maybe you have been high on gummies before, but you needed to re get that next level. Now, if he was a bad flyer or something like that, he, you might take a sedative. But this was something he said. They said he had a, he had some intestinal problems, so he took some THC laced gummy bears. Now, these are all the reports, but nonetheless, whatever. He he did. He scared the hell out of the Miami Heat. And they said, well, you know what? That requires a suspension because it had to be the fear factor. If you, if he was off somewhere and had a, 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 a panic attack and nobody saw it, then it wouldn't be an issue. But because you were on the plane and you were with your teammates and you were in the air, you probably scared out of uh, your teammates in the organization and for that reason they suspended you for 10 games now you say okay well 10 games they play 82 games what's the big deal well young man mr waiters lost about 1.2 million dollars because he had a bonus in his contract that if he played 70 of the remaining 73 games he would have earned that extra 1.2 million but don't don't cry for him okay the man is uh, owed uh, between this year and next 25 million dollars but because you can't wait to get high because you have to do the fool on the plane scare the hell out of everybody in the organization so much so that it made you know world news and scared everybody that makes you an award winner you are lamont award recipient because you are a big dummy you big dummy <laughs> <laughs> now it's time to get into some headlines and let me start by saying this let me start with this uh, that uh, some of the things we're going to talk about tonight uh, on this podcast i say tonight but whenever you hear it some of the things we're going to talk about on this podcast you we will really delve into the next podcast so i don't want to get too deep into them and because i painted myself into a corner this week and did not get my normal tuesday night podcast out i am going to do attempt to do another podcast tomorrow or i guess thursday so if you're hearing this whenever you're hearing this we will try to have another podcast out for you again tomorrow so we'll have sort of back-to-back -back podcast and, and we're still playing with the format when how how many frequency all of those things and a lot of that is dependent on your feedback and what you have to say but the biggest story around houston and maybe a tempest and a teapot for the rest of you guys and especially since it's not no longer baseball season is the fact that the astros have been accused in a uh, the athletic uh, the athletic wrote an article and in that article it says that the astros cheated in the 2017 season that was their world series season so what happened allegedly you know i, I don't know what's confirmed what's not I, I mean, I, none of it is confirmed until it's confirmed. It's some stuff that looks a little shaky, but let, let's say this. So allegedly they have some sort of videography that allowed them to zoom in on the pitchers, uh, on the pitchers. Uh, signs uh, on the catcher signs when, when the catcher throws down his signs they were able to see those synchronize those with what pitch he was going to throw and so they would read the catcher sign see what the pitcher was going to throw signal and all of this is within seconds signal to the bullpen somebody in the uh, not in the bullpen but in the dugout somebody in the dugout would make a loud banging noise or they would beat on something or make a clanging sound or do something and I saw the video that sort of uh, was supposed to be the smoking gun to prove that this happened in a series in September of 2017 versus uh, the White Sox. Now, I want to delve more into this, but let me uh, tomorrow, probably, maybe we'll see. But let me say this. This is a situation where if I was not from Houston, I would have a different take. But because I'm in Houston and we won the World Series in 2017. I am going to say a big fat who gives a damn. I don't care if you think we cheated. You didn't catch us then. Don't try me for a crime. 20, look, there's a statute of limitations, and the statute of limitations is before the parade. If you have a parade for winning the World Series, it's over. Now, again, don't come back and try to retry this. And by the way, if you want, and they say, well, this didn't happen in the playoffs. Uh, and, and here's the, the guy. The guy that I cannot stand is one of the snitches. 
And 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 this is the difference between and, and let's get into this too because this is a, a discussion that society needs to have. So you can share this podcast with folks all over in, in any metropolitan area. Where the the term is no snitches get stitches. That's the term, right? Everybody snitches get stitches, which I I cannot stand that that saying. I don't like that. That's not cool because hey, if there's a crime that happens, then you need to tell. If you know somebody shot up Booby and Booby got shot and you know that Lil Craig cousin did it, then you need to tell on Lil Craig, okay? I mean, maybe you need to do it anonymously and get the little money for it from Crime Stop. Whatever you got to do. If there's a crime, you see it, you need to tell. That's not snitching. Here's what snitching is. Snitching is Mike Fires was on the 2017 team. He came back. He got his World Series ring. He got all that World Series money. He got all that playoff money. And now you want to snitch? Man, I want to cuss. I want to cuss. I've already done it once this episode. I won't do it again. But get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. I want to cuss again. I won't. But you don't, don't, don't benefit. Don't be an active participant. And then for whatever reason, you want to turn around and snitch. So that being said, he's a snitch because that's the definition of a snitch. If you see a crime, then of course, tell. Report it, call the police, get law enforcement involved. Tell, tell, tell. Just no matter what, just snitch on them. But if you are an active participant in the crime, and, you know, you get caught and your boys don't. TYC, man, take your case. Don't snitch on everybody else that you, because you were an active participant. Or, and this happened, this affected my life. And I won't get into how. But there was a kid at a university that took money from the coaches. When he needed money, he went to a coach. The coach gave him the money. Okay. So he benefited, right? He got the money. And he did whatever he needed to do. But then he came back after school. I guess he couldn't find uh, success in a private sector. And he wanted, he came back and he wanted a coaching job. Well, the, the coach is like, hey, man, we won't have anything for you, man. Sorry about that. So what do you do instead of taking the L? I said, well, hey, he, he hooked me up in school. I need to find another avenue. He goes to the NCAA and snitches. So what happens? That school loses scholarships. One of the scholarships would have likely, and I will say would have gone to yours truly for playing ball back in the day. Won't tell you who, won't tell you what school, but if you know me, you know the school. So university, not a power five conference, uh, uh, but it was a power five in a power five conference. Then maybe I'm saying too much, but I'll say this. He benefited. Then you want to go snitch and ruin it for kids that come behind you. So for that reason, I never got my scholarship to that university. So thanks, snitch. So my, if I take it personal, it's, it's, it's a difference between witnessing a crime and being an active participant benefiting. And then when things turn, the tables turn and no longer benefits you, you said, hell with it. I'm going to tell. That's what Mike Fires did. Okay, let's, so let's get away with what, what Mike Fires did and said in the article and the three other people with him. Uh, and they're going to go off and do whatever they do. But I will say this. I'm not going to take this serious because the statute of limitations has run out. Now, it will be – I don't like it. If they did it, It was. It, it's not cool because I've been roasting the New England Patriots forever and ever and ever for being cheaters. Bill Belichick with uh, Deflategate and with Spygate. I gave them the blues. Don't like it. Don't like what they've done. Don't like them as an organization. I don't really like them as an organization for other reasons, but – but a lot of people don't like them because they perceive them to be cheaters. And they have gotten a pass because you can cheat. You can do all of that if you keep winning. And so over time, if the Astros keep winning, people will be, oh, well, you know, hey, they just do whatever it takes to win. I I'm not for it, but I don't think they're the only team that's doing it. I think that A.J. Hinch seems like the kind of guy that would do it. But I don't want to taint the reputation of – Jose Altuve or George Springer or, or or Carlos Correa, any of those guys who were on that 2017 team, and Marvin Gonzalez. I, I don't know. I wouldn't want to taint their legacy uh, with this, and and it may it, it may be too late. 
And but uh, if I tell you this, they're not going to hit the Astros too hard because if if you want to come at the Astros, they can turn state's evidence and tell everything they know. Now, do we does baseball need another scandal like that? Well, of uh, what happened with uh, the steroid era? Does baseball want to open up them Pandora's box and start looking at what all of these teams are trying to do to cheat? Now, look, if you are the Major League Baseball, you and Manfred and and the commissioner and the commissioner's office, you want to stop this. You don't want anybody getting an unfair advantage. But you better not come too hard at the Astros, or this is going to be huge, huge news. Get with them, decide whatever your punishment is going to be after whatever investigation takes place, and then you let them, you know, you let them make it. If if it's draft picks, take the draft picks. We don't give a damn about no draft picks. You can have draft picks. You're not gonna, you're not gonna take the the World Series title. You wouldn't do that. So we're the champs, regardless. We did it on the field, however they did it. And let's remember this: they lit up you, Darvish, in the World Series. But remember this: Game Seven which they won, was on the road. So they couldn't have done it on the road anyway. So whatever, whatever. If I wasn't in Houston, I would feel different, but I live in Houston, so that is how I feel about that. Want to get your take on that? Call me at 832-941-6614. That's 832-941-6614. Do you agree? Do you disagree? What is your take on the Astros and uh, this allegation that they cheated in the 2017 season? Um, Also, in uh, the big news in the NFL is the fact that Colin Kaepernick is getting a tryout. Now, I am totally going to get into that, um, but before I do on the next podcast, I want to get your take on it. Again, 832-941-6614. So I want to get into some NFL stuff now, and with that, I want to get into a segment that we call D-Nice. And we want to know who not only was nice, but who was D-Nice. That's nice. When we talk about who's D-Nice, let's start with the players. You have to start with the man of the hour. Well, a couple of MVP candidates, the one whose week it is. You know, when it's, you say, it's your week, it's your week, uh, it's Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, 15 to 17, 223 yards and three touchdowns, passing just passing but in addition to that he had seven carries for 65 yards and one touchdown and that included a 47 yarder by the way and again that was done in just three quarters this man and the baltimore ravens blew out the cincinnati Bengals, 49 13 and he just did work he's it's looking like he's revolutionizing the game now i've been here before with michael vick been here before with RG3, but maybe it's different this time. We'll elaborate and get into that, but he certainly was D nice. In addition to that, Russell Wilson, the other MVP candidate, in addition to Christian McCaffrey, is uh, Russell Wilson doing his thing with the Seattle Seahawks, a big division win on the road. He was 24 of 34, 293 yards, one touchdown, one interception, six carries for 53 yards, but more importantly, Tyler Lockett was out. Josh Gordon just got on the team. The team just didn't, they didn't run well. They didn't play well, but time after time, he made plays. Now, he had a big interception at the end of the game where that could have cost him should have cost him the game but it didn't and he rebounded took his team back down got the game winning field goal i'm telling you what this guy is the truth he's the mvp in my opinion what's your take on that now the other guy was Jadavion clowney jd clowney former houston texans and i'm telling you this was his signature game this was First of all, that game was remarkable, and I'll talk more about that. But I'm telling you, Jadavion Clowney, this was his his game of his career, and not because of the stats. He's run other he has other games where he ran touchdowns back. He ran for a touchdown on the fumble recovery. He had five tackles, one sack, one tackle for a loss, but he impacted the game in so many ways. Incompletions, pressures, disrupting the passing game for the San Francisco 49ers. This dude did work and dominated in the way that we anticipated when we when we when they drafted him number one overall. And finally, when you talk about players who were D nice, you have to go to Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Joe Burrow and uh, the Bayou Bengals of LSU 
took it to Alabama, number one in the country now, 31 to 39, 393 yards and three touchdowns. He probably sealed his Heisman win for this season. You still have games against Texas A&M and Ole Miss, and you have the SEC championship. I think, but, but by that time he'll have the Heisman. I think he'll win the Arkansas the other game. But he was not only nice, he was D-nice, and he also solidified himself as probably the number one player taken in next year's NFL draft. If you want to talk about teams who were D-nice, you hey, LSU. LSU, everybody said, oh, no, Coach Ed, who, and who, by who, Bengals couldn't get it done. But they got it done on the road and defeating Alabama, and you would have thought that they won the Super Bowl. Not the national championship, but the Super Bowl. But instead, hey, they have a huge win on the road against Alabama, the game that they circle they circle every year, among others in the SEC. Every, every week in the SEC is a big game. But huge, huge congrats to LSU for that big win. The Seattle Seahawks going to San Francisco, defeating the previously undefeated San Francisco 49ers. That will give them a leg up in that division. They have them again the last week of the season, but that was great doing what they do. The Baltimore Ravens, the hottest team in the NFL with a five-game winning streak, 7-2 and two on the season. They just decimated the Cincinnati Bengals. And again, we talked about Lamar Jackson, the man of the hour, but they can also run the ball with Mark Ingram second. They can also play some great defense. This team was the truth. And I'll tell you what, they're going to be in the mix. I don't know how much they'll be in the mix. They still have a couple of teams that they have to deal with, including another team we want to uh, recognize as D-Nice, the Pittsburgh Steelers getting back into the game. Four-game winning streak. This team was out of it. No uh, Le'Veon Bell. No Antonio Brown. James Conner's been banged up. Ben Roethlisberger goes out for the season. You think it's all over. Mason Rudolph, the backup, gets hurt with a concussion. Yet Mike Tomlin, with rumors of him going to the, to the Redskins, came through, got this team together. They are rolling five and four on the season, and it ain't over. Just like the guy song. You remember the guy song, Groove Me? It was it. It's over. No, the party's not over. The party's not over for the Pittsburgh Steelers because Mike Tomlin is doing work. And finally, the Minnesota Gophers, 9-0 on the season. They beat the number four ranked Penn State Nittany Lions. This was their first sellout in four years and their first win against a top five team since 1977. And the only player that I can name, and I have to really think about it, and I've been thinking about it, the only player I can name that went to the University of Minnesota and played football was Tony Dungy. Other than that, they've been persona non grata in the Big Ten, but this is a huge win for them, and maybe it's their year, or maybe they'll go to Iowa this week and lose. But those are the teams of players who are not only nice, but they were D-Nice. But I want to double back on a couple of things, man. Look, that Monday night game was absolutely incredible. It had everything. It had defense. It had defensive scoring. Both teams scored defensively. Russell Wilson was amazing. It just in how he moves, he is a he's an MVP. He does it in ways that that he's been carrying the team for a couple of years. The Legion of Boom is long gone. They have consistently struggled with trying to find a replacement for Marshawn Lynch. Although you know they've had quality runs running from. Uh, Carson, Chris Carson. Carson, he's the real deal. He's good. He's not a Marshawn Lynch, but he's a guy that can sustain that running game uh, with what Procise and Penny. So they had, you know, running back by committee. They just added Josh Gordon uh, to uh, bolster and giving them a really high profile wide receiver. No Doug Baldwin anymore. Tyler Lockett was banged up the other night. They just hadn't had, uh, you know, they don't have a big name tight end. They don't have anything uh, that, I mean, a healthy big name tight end. So, I mean, that team is just getting it done because Russell Wilson and that defense is rounded in shape. But Russell Wilson is is the truth, man. He is, to me, in my, in my opinion, the MVP. Also, Dallas uh, this weekend loses 5-4. and four. I don't know how newsworthy they are anymore. I, I don't know. 5-4. and four. In, in which team would you rather have? Which is the better 5-4 and four team? The Pittsburgh Steelers or the Dallas Cowboys? Now, you would say, hey, you, they probably, you would probably say Dallas Cowboys because Dallas Cowboys have much more talent and so they are underachieving while Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers are overachieving. And uh, how'd you guys like my Coach Ed O imitation? This is old Coach O, and uh, we're going to go down to the bayou and get some some Ed Touffet and some Cubion and some, some old Milwaukee and uh, going to win a football game. Nah. <laughs>
Nah, I'll leave it alone. But you know, gotta love Ed O. Got gotta love Coach O. The players are going crazy. Like I mean, they're all over ESPN. So and, you know, they have their footprint all over the place, and they are not shy about letting you know the LSU won this weekend. So that was a big, big deal. That was a great ball game as well. I mean, all in all, it was a great weekend of football. And I think the best game was the Monday night game. It, it's what you watch football for. There was some heavy contact. You had dominating performances by uh, by. Really, J.D. Clowney, he was the guy. And you, you saw why San Francisco is so good. No Greg Kittle. And uh, it's Emmanuel Sanders went down, much to the chagrin of my fantasy team. My fantasy team suffered for that, but nonetheless. Let's get into, uh, I want to hear from you guys. Let's get into a segment that we call We the People. The We The People segment is when I turn to you guys and ask you guys questions, seeking your feedback and your take. And usually I will ask a poll question either on the WadesWordProductions.com website or on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group page on Facebook. This time that's the way I did it on Facebook. And I asked about the buzzword in the NBA these days, load management. Now, load management is when relatively healthy players or players who may be banged up but not not too injured to play are held out for the sake of longevity or productivity as the playoffs uh, are about. Or, you know, you rest them through the season. So in the playoffs and late in the year when you're making a run, these guys will be in top form. They will be in shape. They will presumably play better, play more effectively. And I can't help but think that this uh, comes down to analytics and trying to assess what these guys do back-to-back. I mean, the NBA is on this whole video game level of analytics. I mean, we talked a lot about analytics with the Houston Astros. This is on an entirely different level. So uh, we asked the poll question, and I got some feedback about it. But in addition to that, we took some phone calls at 832-941-6614. That's 832-941-6614. And uh, one of the questions was, um, would you buy a ticket to see a game if you knew the team's star was sitting out because of load management? Well, you guys voted, and to the tune of 67%, you said no. No, you would not buy a ticket if you knew ahead of time that uh, the guy would be held out, a star player would be held out because of load management. 34% said, yeah, I would still buy a ticket. And and I'll give you my take on that in just a little bit because uh, I go back and forth with this a little bit and I'll tell you why and I'll elaborate in just a little bit. The second thing I asked, do players owe it to fans to not take a night off if they are not injured in the name of load management. So again, do the players owe it to you guys to not take a night off, to play whether they're a little bit, uh, maybe not 100%, but they're not all the way injured in the name of load management? And to uh, the tune of 83%, you guys said no, players do not owe it to the fans. And 17% said yes. And also, uh, there were more comments with that. So one of the comments, Charles Bishop said, November, December, January mean nothing to me. If my star plays 70 to 73 games and is fresh and rested for the playoffs, that's all that matters. So that's his take on it. And uh, Nate Jones says, no, they don't owe it to the fans. It's called PTO, paid time off. (laughs) And uh, Mark Saunders checked in. He said, it's all about the playoffs, baby. All about the playoffs. But it did not end with uh, the votes. A couple people chimed in at the 832-941-6614 Sports Talk Sports Line. 24 hours a day you can call and leave a message. It's, uh, it's always readily available for you guys if you have a take on sports. And here is one of the callers. Hey, this is the, uh, I'm a third-gen medical student at Texas Tech. I just want to say I do like load management in the NBA, and I would still buy a ticket, even if I knew my star player was going to be out. And the reason I say that is, when Kevin Durant got hurt in the finals last year, nobody was complaining because we saw him get hurt, and we knew he couldn't play the next game. Well, the only one that knows if Kawhi can go or not is him. 
Thanks so much for checking in, EL. We hope to hear from you in the future. But you know what? We're not talking about guys who are hurt. We're talking about the broader discussion of load management and just giving these guys a night off. Whether we're talking about veterans or a guy who just maybe has a few aches and pains. Now, the whole thing with uh, Kawhi Leonard and San Antonio, all that, a lot of that broke down for a number of reasons, not the least of which is, you know, they looked him over and they examined him and they said, well, you know what? You can go. You can go. You're, you're nothing there and, and he disagreed vehemently and that led to all of that stuff that happened but we're talking about the broader uh conversation around load management let's see what we have next um hello this is bo from amarillo texas there are two ways to look at this from the athlete's perspective as well as from the fan perspective i'll first approach the athlete because i feel like a lot of people don't give enough credit to them so this is their job. This is their livelihood. At the end of the day, this is a business. As we know in professional sports, the industry is cold. The day you have a serious injury and you can't play anymore and you stop performing at your previous caliber is the day that they drop you like a fly when they had 10 people to replace your spot. So with that, I understand from the player's perspective them wanting to protect their body because at the end of the day, they need to continue to produce. And so if they feel that they can't perform to the best of their ability, I can see why they would want to manage their bodies. I mean, 82 a game season, not even including playoffs, is really hard on the body. So I understand that. I support that. From a fan perspective, I personally would be outraged if I paid for a Clippers game and I couldn't see Kawhi or I play or I paid for a Lakers game and I couldn't see LeBron or AD, you know, or I play for a Nets game and I can't see Kyrie or um, a Mavericks game and I can't see, I can't see Luca. So from a fan, we pay for the star players. Who cares about the backups? Who cares about the bench? We, we pay to see the stars play and we want them to put on a show. And so if anything, if players want to load and manage, then I say that you reimburse the fans the money for their ticket. And you let them know well in advance before tickets are purchased or give some kind of a payback so that we aren't paying for our tickets well in advance and then being disappointed. So there are two sides to every story, two sides to every issue, and that's my intake. Thanks so much for calling. And you know what? He was right on with a number of things that he said, except there are layers to it all. And, and I'll get into a little bit of that. But about the players really not taking a chance, giving their all for the organization, I think that that's indicative of the times that we live in, where at one point, you know, the, the job took care. I mean, this goes back to that unions and all that, where the job took care of you. You knew that you would have a solid retirement. You could put your kids through college, all that. Then when companies start to cut back loyalty to employers has changed and evolved over the years and rightfully so if the company's not going to take care of you and do what's in their best interest only not really taking care of you then why do i ultimately care about the employer that has trickled up or trickled down to the nba these guys are making millions and millions of dollars they are savvy they understand the game they understand how expendable they are that's why they have signed deals for collective bargaining agreements for kind uh, guaranteed contracts, stuff like that, and guaranteed monies, and they fought it, it tooth and nail to get all of the things that they have in place now. So I get that. And if you don't feel right, if you can't go play, it's, it's not like the old days when I played. Look, you were out there. If you could go at all, you went. And, and, and it's different now. The competitive stuff is taking a back seat to the business part of it. And it's unfortunate, but it's for a fan. But from, I mean, it's totally understandable to say, hey, these guys are going to take care of themselves. And they should. Because I've said this, at the end of the day, we don't really, really care about most of these guys. We really don't. We are fans of what they do on the court. They can't do it on the court. And we see fans turn on players all the time. We see them turn on guys when they leave the organization. So you're not a fan of the guy. You're a fan of what the guy can do for your team. So I get that part. But I think he's on to something when he talks about uh, wanting a refund if you don't get to see your guy. I don't think that'll ever happen. But uh, what I do think the NBA can do a good job of is A, eliminating these mini packages that are built around certain players. 
Like you can get a mini season ticket package in Houston where you can put together an opportunity to see uh, LeBron, Lillard, and name somebody else. And, and then you have another mini uh, season p- ticket package where you can see another couple of stars. I think where the NBA and the NFL differ is that they market players. The NBA, the NFL doesn't care about the name on the back of the jersey. They just care about uh, the name on the front of the jersey. And it's two different really kind of marketing styles. I think for the longest the NBA has thrived in marketing their stars. No helmets on these guys. We get to know them. We get to know their personalities, at least their public personalities, and we root for the guy. And so it's a star-driven league. That backfires on you when that star is not there and you pay to see him. It's almost like a Broadway play. Nobody wants to see the understudy, and they give you an opportunity. Hey, the the star's not here. If you want a refund, you can get it or a rain check. I I don't know exactly how they do it, but uh, you, you can back out of that situation if the understudy is performing and I think that moving forward the NBA can kind of help teams plan this thing out so you know well in advance when a guy can't is not going to play if he's gonna if it's a back-to-back you can say you can look at the schedule and you know before the season starts and say our guy's not gonna play on this night or that night, barring a change in circumstances. Now, injuries, you just can't help. Now, for the longest, I was like, look, if you buy a ticket to a pro game, all of these guys are professionals. But I get it. They market stars. You want to see the stars. That's what you you tune in for. That's what you come for. And if they're not there, you don't want to partake, at least not financially. So I get that part, too. So I'm kind of backtracking on what I've always thought. I always thought, look, hey, it's all about the championship. But if you only get a chance to see this player once a year and your kid wants to really see this guy and he doesn't play, I can see you not wanting to purchase a ticket or at least feeling shortchanged if you don't get to see that guy. So, yeah, the NBA is going to have to work on this if this is a persistent thing. The other thing that they can do, and no one wants to talk about this, you can shorten the season. But they don't want to do that. You can shorten the because again, so many of these games don't mean much. Most fans won't even tune into the NBA until Christmas Day. So I mean, obviously, you know, I'm into it, but I'm still I got one and a half feet in the, into the NFL and college football. I don't. My focus is not the NBA right now, and so you can shorten the season. Maybe start the season Christmas Day. But they don't want to do that because you're leaving a lot of money on the table. The players don't want to do that. So they kind of want – the players want the cake and eat it too. They want this all this money, but they don't want to play the 82 games. They want to get paid for 82 games. They just don't want to play the 82 games. That I kind of have a problem with. And at the end of the day, most of the people who are paying for these tickets don't just get to take a day off. Well, maybe, maybe the people who go to the games now because they are so expensive. Your working man, your Johnny Lunchpail, he, he can't just, hey, I, you know, I want a load management day. That's not as easy as you might think. So from that standpoint, uh, it's a lot to uh, look into. Let's hear the, our uh, our next call. There's a way what's going on. The one and only Nate Jones. Following back up with you uh, on the topic of who I see coming out there. NFC and the AFC. I think you would ask me if my mind had changed following the Ravens beating the Patriots uh, week last week. I still, I still got the Patriots coming out there. Uh, I, I still think they're the team that we. I think Bill Belichick gonna make the adjustments next time they run into each other. Should they run into each other? I think the adjustments will be made, and uh, I also think the Patriots probably gonna have home field advantage at that point. So I think that may play a factor as well. So we'll see uh, what happens, but I still got the Niners and the Patriots as the, as the respective teams to beat in each conference. So uh, good hollering at you. I'll wait to get back from you on that. All right, now. Thanks, Nate, for calling. And I think he's alluding to the fact that I gave him a hard time because the Ravens beat the Patriots. And uh, did that, you know, lead to him changing his mindset? And he's sticking to his guns. And, and again, that's a safe pick. I think the 49ers pick is a lot more fragile, especially after the up 
something of the competition uh, when they stepped up to play uh, the Seattle Seahawks and the Seattle Seahawks beating them at home. Now they have to go to Seattle, which is not the home field advantage that it used to be. Uh, although they, it worked for the Seattle Sound in the MLS as they won the MLS Cup. So there's that. And with that, going to take a time out, come back with more. Uh, first, a word from our sponsors. And of course, I want to remind you guys, this is Briefcast 46 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. And of course, KTSUradio.com. Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple, and it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make, their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832-757-7950. That's 832-757-7950. CoBank Homes through Keller Williams. Sports Talk with Devin Wade would like to welcome our new sponsor, $5 Jewelry Paradise. With the help of actress, singer, and independent paparazzi consultant Terry Donald, you can enhance your look and treat yourself without breaking the bank. If you need a little sparkle and that just right accessory to help you shine brighter, visit $5 Jewelry Paradise at $5JewelryParadise.com. You can also join her weekly Facebook Live party, Thursdays at 8.45 p.m. Book your very own vending event or home party. And if you think you would like to earn a little extra income, you too can sling some bling by calling 832-296-1716. In addition to looking great and being inexpensive, all jewelry is nickel and lead free. So start shopping now by going to the number five, the word dollar, jewelryparadise.com. Why not treat yourself to a little sparkle so the world can see you shine? Shelly Wade, and welcome back to Sports Talk with Devin Wade. Welcome back to Briefcast 46, other Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. want to thank our sponsors and want to encourage you guys to call them, support them, go to the website, uh, go to wadeswordproductions.com and uh, check that out. Also, if you have music, you're a fledgling artist or a DJ or whatever musically, and you want us to play your music on the podcast, hey, we have a worldwide audience. You never know who's listening. So uh, you can hit us up at music at wadeswordproductions.com and send us your music. And if it's radio edit, and we're fine. It doesn't matter the genre. We will play anything. We'll play a snippet at the halfway point and an extended part of a mix or uh, an entire song at the end of the show. With that, we talked about what went up, but let's talk a little bit about what happens, uh, what happened to those who went down. Because after all, it's still called the blues. A lot of teams showed up and showed out, and some teams just were out. And we're talking about uh, teams and players who uh, really sucked over the weekend, who didn't do well at all. Let's start with Brian Hoyer. Now, Brian Hoyer is not a starter in the NFL, but he's starting now for an injured Jacoby Brissett. And what does he do? He loses to the Miami Dolphins as quarterback, and he was only 18 of 39 for 204 yards, but he had three interceptions. It's, that's still called the blues. Phillip Rivers, a guy who is sort of the Teflon Don of criticism around the NFL. 
he had a horrible night. And it hurts for me because I thought this team was going to the Super Bowl. And I just I, I just discount the fact that uh, Phillip Rivers is not going to play well in key moments. He did in Thursday night in a loss to the Oakland Raiders. He was 17-31 for 207 yards, but he had three interceptions to go with his two touchdowns. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just about the end of the line for him. He didn't get it done. He just didn't get it done down the stretch, and that's why I have the Blues. That's my team, and that's my quarterback. I won't cry like T.O., but that's my quarterback. Also, not a player, but a coach, Zach Taylor. Now, this is this guy was supposed to be one of the bright branches from the Sean McVay tree. And so he was supposed to be innovative and all of that. And no team is as disappointing as the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, Marv Lewis got grief for years. But he did something with nothing consistently from an organizational standpoint in Cincinnati. He has been the backbone. He was the backbone of that organization. You bring in Zach Taylor, and he's just not giving you much. He, You thought he was going to be this bright, brilliant young mind. Instead, he is garbage. And the Bengals are just they're winless. They just, But they'll have the number one pick, but they've played this game before look at their history if you want to talk about teams of course the Cincinnati Bengals but the New York Knicks already in disarray after a two and six star talking about firing Dave Fisdale already I mean this team is just like a character from the movie life can't get right just cannot get right can't get it together and so hey they still have the blues if you're an Atlanta Falcons fan you beat your rival you beat your rivals, the New Orleans Saints. You go to New Orleans and you beat you were look, you were underdogs by 13 points, and you go to New Orleans and win. But guess what? You're still two and seven on the season. So you can be happy in the moment, but 15 minutes after the game, you have to realize we're still two and seven. Finally, the Indianapolis Colts. Well, not finally. The Indianapolis Colts, you know, you lose to the Miami Dolphins who are not trying to win. But hey, Brian Flores is getting that thing going a little bit. And you know, they had a chance, the Colts did, of uh, being tied for first place in the AFC South. Instead, guess what? You only put up 12 points on that Brian Hoyer horrible performance. Instead of having a, a tie for first, you are a tie for still got the blues. And finally, the number one team in the nation in basketball, the Kentucky Wildcats, losing to a former player in Walter, well, was it McCartney? It was the player. And they lose to Evansville, the head coach at Evansville, and Evansville beats them. So those teams, you can say what you want, but it's still called the Blues. And it's still called them Blues, y'all. All right. Yeah, that whole AFC South thing. You know, there are a lot of different teams that are disappointing, but teams that lose to the uh, Miami Dolphins, they are really, really disappointing. AFC South, they'll all be 8-8, eight 9-7, and 7-9. Eight, they'll all be right there. Anytime you, you want to count one out, they'll come up with a big win. Look at Tennessee and what they did with Kansas City. They did that, and then they'll end up losing to some lowly team. You look at the, the Colts. Colts are doing work, come up with big wins, and then they lose to the Miami Dolphins. So it, That's disappointing, but nothing more disappointing than Phillip Rivers. I'm, I thought this team would go to the Super Bowl, and they needed that win against the Raiders. And now we get to hear about Gruden, and and I don't, I'm not into that whole thing. And, and they're leaving Vegas. So uh, that being said, let's get into before I let go. Before I let go. Before I let go, hey, want to thank you guys so much for listening, and I want to correct myself. The Seattle Sounders. Are the the team in Seattle? I, I I said Sound. I think Sounders is the team. And Walter McCarty is the not McCartney. McCarty. He's not he's not the fifth Beatle. Uh, but he played in Kentucky. I, you remember him uh, if you're a college basketball fan. He played in the league. He got into the NBA. Played for the Celtics for a long time. So yeah, those things. And, and I'm sure I made a number of other mistakes. But want to remind you guys: eight three two nine four one six six one four eight three two nine four one six six one four. The Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group on Facebook. But most importantly, the WadesWordProductions.com website. Subscribe so you can get some emails. Do that. And I thank you guys so much all over the country for listening. All the folks who took time out to call, we certainly appreciate that. I want to remind you to uh, keep telling friends. 
make this thing bigger and better and more interactive because that is what makes it fun. And as always, have a great day.